you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode of Locked on Mizzou is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. And of course, the big news on the Mizzou beat is, of course, that the LSU game for the men's basketball team was postponed this past Saturday. And of course, tomorrow's scheduled game against Vanderbilt also postponed. So we'll certainly see what happens as of now. The Texas A&M game that is scheduled for this Saturday is on, but you know what? We'll see what happens. And honestly, well, when you're doing a a five-day-a-week Missouri podcast, that makes it a little challenging for topics, doesn't it? So you know what we're going to do? We're going to dive deep into my notebook and pull out some topics, some really good topics, quite frankly, that I've been saving for a rainy day because, indeed, I was thinking, you know, Maybe I'll shift and talk a little bit about Mizzou women's basketball this week, but indeed, their game at Auburn was postponed on Sunday as well, just about three and a half hours before their tip-off. So, indeed, 2021 so far, looking an awful lot like 2020. But again, this show is going to mostly be about bigger topics in the world of sports, especially college sports, but... Because there isn't that much, frankly, specific Mizzou news to talk about. If the the new if if Eli Drinkwitz hires a defensive coordinator, I promise I will be all over that. But for today's episode, let's get a little bit more granular, shall we? And in that spirit, I want to go off in a little bit of a rant here at the top and talk about the quality of emotion in sports. And here's what I mean by that. Here's something that I'm actually genuinely worried about. As a, com- as a person who has been a giant sports fan my entire life. I'm a, you guys may not know this. I'm not just a Missouri football and basketball fan. I'm a huge fan of the NFL, the NBA, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Kansas City Royals. Heck, I, I played fantasy baseball for probably 20 years and was really, really quite successful at it. So, in other words, I'm obsessed with this stuff. I love sports. Heck, I even love golf. I, I, I get into golf, too. I mean, there, show me a sport, and, I'm, and I've got an opinion about it. But a lot of that has to do with emotion. That's, that's the thing I want to get to, because so much of sports is completely irrational. For God's sakes, I just turned 38 years old, and I still spend an inordinate amount of my own time obsessing about a bunch of college kids and how they do at basketball and football on a weekly basis. Does any of that make logical sense? Well, no. No, it doesn't. But you know what? The quality of emotion, for me personally, is so high that it brings out my inner child. It brings out all this passion that I have inside of, deep inside of my body. There's a bunch of passion that needs to get out. Whether it's irrational or not, it happens. Now, the reason I brought up the specific phrase, the quality of emotion, is because, well, frankly, 
I'm a big podcast fan as well. And one podcast I listen to is 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff, the former head man of World Championship Wrestling. Yes, the professional wrestling company, WCW. And one thing he pointed out that I, th- that is, I thought was incredibly interesting a few months ago is that politics, what you watch on the news every night, whether it's CNN or it's MSNBC or it's Fox or it's Newsmax, whatever the heck you watch, those people, the producers of that content, create a higher quality of emotion than what professional wrestling does in this modern day. So think about that. You've got good guys and you've got bad guys in wrestling, right? But those good guys and bad guys, for the most part, unless you're, you know, unless you're a younger person, probably not going to have the same quality of emotion as, say, I don't know, Donald Trump might bring up on you. Or if you're on the other side of the aisle, maybe Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. The point is, again, I'm not trying to make a political point here. Again, it's about emotion. And that's something that I think sports is starting to forget. That their entire business is based on irrationality. It's based on emotion. As Jerry Seinfeld called it, we're all rooting for laundry. None of this makes any sense. And frankly, I first noticed... What I'm trying to lay out here, the problem I'm trying to get to slowly but surely, I first noticed in baseball. And I'm as guilty of this as anybody. I got really into the advanced statistics of baseball. Stuff like batting average on balls in play, field independent pitching, all this all this kind of stuff. All this stuff that genuinely does help you understand how baseball really works. But at the same time, now that all these advanced statistics have have just permeated baseball in such a, a serious way, well, now baseball has become not fun to talk about. 20 years ago, baseball was really fun to talk about because you could actually have an opinion that was based on either, number one, your emotion, or number two, your eyeballs. You could say what you saw on a baseball diamond and and form an opinion based on your own thoughts and your own emotions. But now there's a whole cadre of people, the entire baseball analyst and writing industry is all based upon statistics. It's all numbers. And frankly, there's nothing more lacking in emotion than numbers. And I think for all the people who talk about baseball, hey, the, the ratings are down nationally on Sunday Night Baseball, ESPN, all that good stuff. Well, of course, locally, the numbers are huge. Like the people who follow the St. Louis Cardinals, the people who follow the Kansas City Royals, the people who follow the New York Yankees, whoever it is, in those regions, the numbers are incredibly strong. Because again, the quality of emotion is still really high there. You grew up rooting for the Cardinals or the Royals or whoever it was. You and your dad played catch together. You guys watched baseball together. Again, this is all based on emotion. And I think college football and college basketball, in particular college basketball, are really in jeopardy of losing that quality of emotion. And I want to drill down on that even harder But first, you know what? Let's talk about an actual game. Let's talk about tonight's Ohio State and Alabama National Championship game based on our friends at betonline.ag. 
Because right now, Alabama, at least in my opinion, is a somewhat surprisingly high favorite, giving nine points against Ohio State, who just, frankly, dominated that excellent Clemson team and Trevor Lawrence. So I don't know if I was, I'd have a real hard time giving that nine points if I was an Alabama backer. But you know what? If you're at betonline.ag, you can get in the game. You have no reason to sit on the sidelines because as a Locked On podcast listener, we're going to give you an incredible deal. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Again, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get on on the action, and don't forget to use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And yes, 2020 is finally over, and it's time for a fresh start and some more wins. So if you're betting this year and you want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're talking college basketball, football, NBA locks, all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. Now again, when it comes to the quality of emotion, I'm actually much more worried about college basketball than I am for college football. Because when it comes to basketball, as fans were much more bought into the individual players and sort of seeing their journey, their growth, not only as individuals, but as a team. As you see, like you see, for instance, a, a famous recruiting class in Missouri history. You go with Marcus Denman, Kim English, Lawrence Bowers, all those guys, they came in together. We saw them grow together, all that good stuff. Well, to me, that is an enormous part of what being a college basketball fan is. That's one of the most satisfying parts of it is seeing these guys, you get to know them, and for better or worse, you see them grow. You see them get better. You see their challenges, and you learn to accept their strengths and their weaknesses, quite frankly, as as all of us have to do with our friends, our spouses, and, and our families. But in football, you truly are rooting for laundry for the most part, and you're rooting for the helmets. Because again, the helmets, that's a big part of it. Most of these guys are are kind of invisible. So as long as your football team's winning, you're probably going to be happy. But basketball, again, is a little bit different. And again, I, I want to go back to that, that Kim English, Lawrence Bowers, Marcus Denman class. I know there's one guy I'm forgetting off the top of my head there. But when it comes to college basketball, even if these guys are winning at a fairly good clip every season, if there's new guys coming in every season, like I would love to ask a Kentucky fan what their quality of emotion is with these teams every year. They get a new set of guys basically every single season. Well, how attached can you really get to these guys? Because here's the thing. You think about this Missouri team this year. I personally have a lot of quality of emotion with this team. That's one reason why I was so upset after we lost the Mississippi State game. Because I feel like I've seen I've seen every second of basketball that Jeremiah Tillman has played for his career. Same thing with Javon Pickett, Xavier Pinson, all these guys. I've seen it all, the good and the bad. And so to see this team, to see them grow 
from where they've been the last couple of years, a team that was sub 500, didn't even make the NIT, to a team that is now matured to the point where they look like they're probably, you know, sub, you know, borderline top 25, a probable NCAA tournament team. Well, that's been an incredibly satisfying journey to see come to its fruition in this particular season. And what I'm worried about, especially with basketball, is if everybody's going to transfer all over the place, and if everybody's going to leave for the NBA, like people are assuming that Xavier Pinson is going to leave to play pro basketball after this season, despite the fact that he has very little chance of being drafted, in my humble opinion. Look at Emmett Williams from LSU. I talked to Matt Moscona last week. Guy just left after his sophomore year. Tried to go to the NBA and went undrafted. Well, what's he doing now? I have absolutely no idea. But I would have noticed if he was at LSU. And I don't know, maybe I'm just an old man, but it's starting to bother me. Listen, I understand if you're a top, if you're going to be a top five pick in the NBA, if you're Jeremy Macklin and you're a surefire first-round draft pick in the NFL, by all means, go pro. By all means, Leave behind college basketball and college football and go make your millions of dollars. I can't hold that against you whatsoever. In fact, I'm really, really happy for you if you do that as a Missouri Tiger. But understand this. We're all playing a kid's game here. Again, back to the quality of emotion. All of our sports fandom is not wrapped up in logic. It's wrapped up in emotion. So if James Harden in the NBA of the Houston Rockets, for instance, if he wants to just take the fandom, all the, all the love and support that he's gotten from Houston Rockets fans and basically just take a big figurative dump on all of them and all of that fandom and love that he's given them and just to crap on their emotions, like he doesn't, he frankly doesn't care. Obviously, he wants to just make his money, be a professional athlete. Well, that's fine and dandy, I guess. I mean, that's certainly his choice. And I'm all for individuals making whatever choices they want to make. But again, that doesn't mean you're beyond criticism. And more to the point, if you're a Houston Rockets fan and you've supported James Harden for all this time, only to have him just turn on you and essentially say, eh, I don't really care about your support. Well, what does that do to your fandom going forward? What does it do to a Missouri basketball fans fandom when new guys are coming in every single year and guys like Trey Jackson, they come in for a season, you like him, Blake and myself, we like Trey Jackson a lot. He comes in for a year and then he bolts. The more this becomes the pattern, the trend, I think the less the quality of emotion attaches itself to college basketball, and frankly, the business is going to suffer. I don't know. Maybe maybe NBA fans just root for individuals now. Frankly, I've always been that kind of NBA fan because there was never a team in Missouri. I never had a local team to root for, so I would follow Michael Jordan or Sean Kemp or whoever it might be. Maybe modern NBA fans are like that. Maybe they just want to follow LeBron or Steph Curry, and they don't have a team that they're attached to. But when it comes to college basketball, I promise you that business model is never going to work. You have to keep the quality of emotion high, and you have to keep that love of laundry going. There's no question about that.
And speaking of love and emotion, well, you know I'm never going to run out of either of those things for the new and improved Build Bar, which is even more the more delicious than it's ever been before, with six new flavors on top of the original 12. These Build Bars are great for the health-conscious guy. You lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat, like, of course, Cherry Barcia, something that I'm putting in the Hall of Fame of names right this instance. First ballot, you know, we're not even going to vote it. It's just getting fast-tracked to the Hall of Fame. So go to BuildBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, that's promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuildBar.com. So I brought up that that recruiting class that included Lawrence Bowers, Kim English, Marcus Denman. Well, you know that 2012 Missouri team, when they lost to Norfolk State first round of the tournament, you want to talk about a quality of emotion. Now, that wasn't a good emotion for me, but the forcefulness of that emotion would not be denied. Frankly, in my rented house when I was watching that game, I almost had a nervous breakdown. I was like hyperventilating at the end of that Norfolk State game. I could not believe what I was watching. And honestly, I think I might have even gotten more angry at the end of the Kansas game in Lawrence that particular season when no foul was called on Thomas Robinson on Phil Pressey there. But the contrast is, just a year later, Missouri was filled with transfers. Like Alex Oriaki and Keon Bell, and Ernest Ross. And you know what? I liked that team. They were good. They were fun to watch. They eventually fell off somewhat at the end of the season, but still, this team sort of set the table for what we could get used to at at Missouri going forward and in, frankly, college basketball in general because really it was the team the next season, the 2013-2014 team, led by Jordan Clarkson and Jabari Brown. That was the first time that a Missouri team, in many years, a good Missouri team. I mean, a team that had 20-plus wins. Yes, they they didn't make the tournament, but on paper, that's a pretty solid Missouri team, and yet I had almost no love for that team whatsoever. Now, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed Jabari Brown's growth. Again, getting back to the quality of emotion, just the fact that I saw Jabari – the previous season, the fact that we got to see him for a minute or two for half a season toward the end of that 2012-2013 campaign, well, that made me enjoy seeing Jabari Brown's growth in the 2014 campaign. But frankly, even though Jordan Clarkson, we all know he's gone on to a nice NBA career, he's a multi-millionaire, something about that team just left me completely cold. Now, maybe it was that, again, Jordan Clarkson was here for one year, and he was gone, and he was Missouri's best player that season. But there was just something about that squad that just felt very thrown together and, frankly, just very much not together. They felt like a bunch of guys who were just hanging out, who just happened to be thrown onto a pickup squad together. They just never felt like they were guys who were truly together and and all that good stuff. And that that quality of emotion was definitely felt by me, and I'm certain I'm certain that it was felt by most of Missouri fans that season. 
So as a Missouri basketball fan, like the vast majority of college basketball fans, you're not a fan of a blue blood program. You're not going to be recruiting new five-star freshmen every single year like Kentucky does. That's just simply not going to happen. But as a Mizzou fan, you should at least get to see guys progress. Even if it's a guy like like Reed Nico, a guy who, again, we saw him for four years. We saw his growth. We saw his maturation. We saw him improve as a basketball player. And yes, none of that ended up with him going on to the NBA and making multi-millions of dollars. But frankly, I have a lot more interest and love for Reed Nico just simply because I saw him. I got to know him more than, say, Jordan Clarkson. And again, that's not to say there's anything wrong with Jordan Clarkson. I just didn't get to know him. And again, this all goes back to the quality of emotion. We can talk about the sport. We can talk about good basketball. We can talk about bad basketball. We can talk about winning basketball versus losing basketball. We can talk about, hey, we should shoot more threes or we should shoot more mid-range or whatever strategic argument you want to make. But frankly, all of that is not that important. What it all comes back to is just like if you pause a movie, if you're watching a movie with your wife one day, 30 minutes into it, you can pause the movie, look at her and go, do you care? In other words, do you care what happens to these people in this fictional make-believe story that we've constructed well that's really all basketball matter that's all that matters in basketball or any other sport too do you care it doesn't matter if it's the prettiest basketball game in the world it doesn't matter if it's the best played basketball game in the world you just simply need to look at the person next to you and ask do you care because if the answer is yes then that's all that matters you're going to continue to watch Listen, I'm Mr. Individual Liberty guy. I'm good with player empowerment. And frankly, I would get rid of the I would get rid of the draft. That's how radical I am when it comes to player empowerment. But at the same time, you have to always remember who your customers are. The fans are your customers. They're your consumers of your product. And if you ruin the quality of emotion with your fans, as James Harden is well on his way to doing with the Houston Rockets. And frankly, a lot of college basketball is on the way to doing with how its sport has played out recently with just tons of transfers, tons of guys going pro early when, frankly, they have no business going pro, just looking to go to Europe soon. If college basketball isn't that important to this next generation, well, I don't know how important it's going to be to the fans. If the players aren't that into college basketball, well, at a certain point, the fans are going to be turned off too. So I definitely worry about the future of this sport. You know, this has been, it's really satisfying to see a bunch of Missouri seniors this season, but boy, it's been a long time since we've had this kind of crew. So hopefully this won't be the last time we've, we see a bunch of guys stick together over the long haul learn each other, mature together, all that good stuff. Because frankly, without that, I'm not really sure what college basketball is. So with all that being said, I got to be honest with all of you, I'm not sure how many shows I'm going to do this week, considering there is no actual sports content to talk about. 
Again, even the women are canceled. So I don't have much to give you all this week. No football. No basketball. So what the heck. Until next time, I'll see you guys right here on Locked on Mizzou.